Hi everyone, welcome to the Simone Intuitive Podcast, where we dive deep into spiritual wellness and intuitive development. I am your host, Simone, and I have worked as a professional psychic medium, Reiki master, and spiritual life coach for over 13 years. You can find me at www.simoneintuitive.com on my Etsy store, Simone Intuitive, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hello and Welcome! I hope you all are having a fantastic week. Happy 4th of July. If you are in the U.S., I think I will be posting this on the 4th of July. And I apologize if there's any background noise. Everyone in the U.S. here is on their toes and there is a great deal of traffic and noise from the fireworks and whatnot. So this summer has been extremely busy. I think everyone is experiencing an extra layer of busy since we are transitioning back to whatever normal may be with us and COVID. So I think we all have an extra layer of busy. We all have an extra layer of transitioning back into quote normal. And I think there's a strong mental piece of us kind of transitioning back into society for lack of a better term. So with all of the buzz of all these transitions, I will own that I have lapsed on a lot of things. I have lapsed on this podcast, for example. I have lapsed on my meditation work and my self-energy healing work. And I am noticing how this is having an impact. So I'm working towards getting back on that horse and being more consistent with my meditation practices, my energy healing practices, and whatnot because it really is valuable and important in your spiritual growth, development, and staying grounded and being able to kind of more smoothly transition back into society or whatever upcoming transitions may be for normalcy and COVID remains to be seen, right? So that brings me to the topic today, getting started with Reiki. I would love to preface this with my view of Reiki may be a little controversial, My philosophy is that I think energy healing is accessible by everyone, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a Reiki master to access that level of healing. You don't have to spend money on courses or time with a Reiki master to access this healing for yourself. I think Reiki is sometimes not accessible because of the cost and the availability and the time, the commitment. It creates a barrier for people to access it. So my philosophy is that while it's great to be a Reiki master and it's great to pursue those courses and become certified and do your degrees, also pursue free education. Please, please, please pursue YouTube videos and get any free education you can until you're able to get that access to Reiki master training if that's the path you want to go to. If you are more interested in just self-healing, I don't feel like there's any need for you to pursue those courses or that training unless it's something you truly feel called to do. So what is Reiki? I'm going to run through really quick with this um, because I think Reiki in and of itself, there's whole podcasts just on Reiki. So Reiki is a very gentle, non-intrusive form of energy healing that came out of Japan in the 1920s. So to summarize it succinctly, it's a system that seeks to harmonize your body, mind, and spirit in a holistic manner. So how do we access Reiki? Again, 
highly recommend you access free education through your library, YouTube, the internet, Pinterest, Instagram. Following Reiki healers on Instagram is a fabulous way just to gain some extra insights and learn some things. But if you do want to pursue a more formal path, here are my suggestions. Find a Reiki practitioner that you feel drawn to and that you may want an attunement from or just someone you admire and explore perhaps getting an attunement from them or seeking mentorship from them. A Reiki practitioner is often certified in Reiki, usually at the second degree level, and oftentimes they also carry the title of master, which means you can teach Reiki to others. Some good questions to ask your practitioner if you're exploring that mentorship path may be, how long have you been teaching? If you provide a course or mentorship, is there post-course support? What does your ongoing education for Reiki look like? How do you support your students long-term? And are there any scholarships or financial assistance available? I think those are good questions to ask someone that you're exploring that mentorship path with. I often get asked, what is the structure of Reiki? How do you break it down? So it's often split into three levels or degrees. The first degree is very commonly our one or two day course, and that includes the Reiki master teaching that usually does an attunement for all the students. And so the first degree is typically where you learn very, very basic work and philosophies and kind of lay that foundation and context for Reiki. And you also learn about self-healing mechanisms and how to perform self-healing on yourself. Second degree is regarded as, as the practitioner level, and it goes deeper into the theories, the symbols, and the use. Third degree is the master teacher, and that can range. I have seen it uh, be done in so many different ways. So it can be a years-long apprenticeship with a fellow Reiki master, or it can be a week-long intensive course, or it could be a certain amount of hours you have to clock in. So it kind of just depends on where you get your education from and what works best for you. So that one can manifest in a couple different ways. All are great. I don't think there's, I don't, I want to highlight, I don't think there's a wrong way to do this. There's no wrong way to access or do Reiki. Um, But there's also the fourth level, which is typically in ongoing education and advanced practices. And there's other Reiki classes that will come up um, specific to certain categories like Reiki for individuals with chronic illness, Reiki for animals, and you know classes on Reiki in the chakra system. So it can come in a wide variety. And so for me, I am a Reiki master and I completed my training in an in-person setting Uh, many, many, many years ago, and it included a day-long first degree, and the second degree was about three months long training, and then the third degree, I I think it was about four or five months of training for me, but that was many, many years ago, and so I think the dynamic of how we access Reiki education has changed, and now there's several online classes available, and I think anytime you can do it online in a way that's more accessible and convenient for you, that is the best way to do it. So, and the ongoing classes are probably my favorite part about being a Reiki master is being able to explore more in-depth topics like Reiki for animals and things like that. So if you can't access the first, second, master degree, or if you're only interested in specific topics, feel free to look into those ongoing education. Again, you don't have to be a Reiki master to access the ongoing education 
courses, modules, they are all over the internet. You don't need to be a Reiki master to access those because if you're interested in just doing Reiki for your pet and not doing Reiki professionally, that'd be a great ongoing education class for you to explore. And so there's no time gaps required between the levels. You can do it back to back. I've known people who have stretched it out over a couple of years and the education can vary. So I would say just do your research and most of all, follow your intuition of who feels right for you. There's many Reiki practitioners out there that are popular and they may not resonate with you and that's totally fine. I would say find someone that resonates with you and ask them those important questions and make sure their value system aligns with yours if that's the path you'd like to go down. So alternatively, I really support people taking a less formal route, especially if you're using Reiki for self-healing. My philosophy is that if you want to do Reiki professionally or perform Reiki for others, then yes, it makes sense to go through the first degree, second degree, and potentially master teacher level, it does make sense for that if that's something you want to do as a side hustle or your primary business. But if it's something you just want to do for yourself or your pets, you can definitely be very informal about that. And that's when I would highlight YouTube videos on self-healing. I think using Reiki for self-healing is one of the most important pieces of any Reiki journey. So here are some tips I have on self-healing and using Reiki to self-heal. And this is one of my go-to practices that I do for myself. And I'll admit I've lapsed on it. I usually do it about once or twice a month, uh, but I have definitely lapsed on it in the last couple months just with the transitions of work and things like that. So you will sit or rest comfortably And I would encourage you to have an image of the standard 12 Reiki positions pulled up on your phone or on your computer, somewhere where you can access them and kind of just review them quickly. And follow your intuition and pick a hand position that resonates with you. For me personally, I love working with my heart chakra, especially with Reiki self-healing. And so I typically do a hand position that involves my hand on my heart or my chest area. So sit quietly for a few minutes and you can start your self-healing with this affirmation. Allow Reiki to flow through me for my highest and greatest good. So that can act as kind of an activating statement to invite angels, guides, white light, whatever you want to flow through you and that Reiki energy to flow through you. And then spend three to five minutes with that hand position that you selected or whatever feels right. The hand positions are just there as a guideline. But if you feel called to do something, follow your intuition. I would suggest spending three to five minutes in that position just to really feel and get a sense of that energy flow and what it's doing for you and your energy body. You can end there or you can utilize another hand position. For hand position recommendations, I highly recommend anything with your crown chakra area, any hand positions that involve your head. I feel like that's really great for clearing out energy and grounding yourself and also heart area. I think we all need to take care of our hearts so much. It needs routine maintenance. It needs routine maintenance. And you can do this practice whenever or wherever you want. 
so just to do a quick recap, this was about starting out with Reiki and how to start that formal process of accessing Reiki and some tips and tricks around that and also accessing Reiki through a more informal route and doing your own self-healing. So one of my favorite things about Reiki is the five Reiki principles. And I have artwork with this. I have little cards. I have it all over because it's just such a great reminder. So here are the five Reiki principles. Just for today, do not anger. Just for today, do not worry. Today, I will count my many blessings. Today, I will do my work honestly. And today, I will show gratitude and kindness to every living thing. I love the five Reiki principles and there's a couple different versions that have a little different wording. That one's my personal favorite. I think it's just a good mantra to remind yourself daily. I have artwork of it hanging above my uh, desk area so I can glance up at it during my workday and have those helpful reminders of to not worry and to express gratitude and be kind. Always a helpful reminder. So with that, that's all I have for today. But I am so excited to reconnect with this podcast and share more information. And I hope you all are doing well. And if you are in the U.S., I hope you're enjoying your 4th of July and staying safe. So take care, y'all. We will chat next time. Bye.